Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time, and now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Chapter 35, Pilot. Um, hi. Welcome to our web show, Theater of Heels. I guess I'm your host, Princess Crash. Theater of Heels. Did you really just call our current endeavor Theater of Heels? Erica grimaced. What? We're bad guys, you know, heels. I want to go with heels.com, but that's some sort of shoe website. I thought you'd like it. I even gave theater the classical spelling. I simply cannot believe I allowed myself to go along with this. Erica sighed as she directed the camera sphere around to her face of her partner. Jefferson Stormforn scowled. Everyone? This cloudy ray of sunshine is my partner, Weatherman, who you would think would be more supportive considering his penchant for theatrics. Ahem. My apologies, said Jefferson. His scowl did not relent, but the upper half of his cloud form folded forward in a remarkable resemblance of a deep bow. My dear Princess Crush, you know I always appreciate a good photo op as much as the next man. But what would you like me to do with our current situation? He swept back to reveal a small crowd of people huddled in a corner of a bank, circled by his partner's armed robots. Erica stepped before the camera again. Oh yeah, I guess I better set the scene for those of you watching at home. We're coming to you live. Well, live for us. I don't think it would be wise to broadcast our actual live robbery. So, so, I guess let's do this thing. She pumped her fist into the air. My god, girl, how do you declare that to be a quality soliloquy? Point that infernal contraption at me and let me show you how it is done. Weatherman bowed for the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for my young protege's lack of oratory skills. Hey! She shouted off camera. I could still edit a bra and tiara on you post-production. Although she is very skilled in a number of ways. That's better. The two of us realized. The two of us? Interrupted Erica. Yes, the two of us realized. He snapped. Now be quiet and let me finish. Jefferson visually mastered himself. Ahem. As I was saying, the two of us realized the public view of our exploits was very much based on a limited and somewhat biased media interpretation. Yes, we commit larceny on a broad and local scale, but we do not take money from the hardworking citizens themselves. We take from those who can afford the loss. Banks and corporations are insured, while those who labor for their wages are not. Much of our ill-gotten gains are secretly donated to a number of worthy charities. Erica raised her eyebrows. They are? Yes, they are. Weatherman nodded. Alas, I wish I could mention them here. But for fear of reprisal, I must refrain to help them keep their money. So these donations must 
remain anonymous. I also feel it is important to take note that we are not especially violent. We haven't sent anyone to the hospital. If you compare our statistics with those of, uh, oh say, Sleek, we're virtual saints. She alone has caused more injuries than any number of supervillains that I can name. But the Capes Corps' public relations office tried to guide our focus from that reality. Which is why we created this website. Jefferson made a broad sweep of his cloudy hands. We? He scouted. Princess Crash came up the website with my blessing and support. Erica sighed heavily. Fine. If I may continue. By all means, she said. Under her breath, she added. You are so getting a tiara. We invite you to witness our exploits and pass your own judgment. Jefferson told the camera. We are currently robbing the First Street Bank on Central Avenue. Princess Crash's robot horde or describes a group of zombies or orcs, she interrupted. I have robot minions. Princess Crash's robot minions are working to empty the vault at this time, while the rest stand guard over these fine people. I assure you none of them have come under any harm. He glided up to the crowd of hostages, who cringed back and singled out a frail-looking woman close to the front. You, dear lady, tell me, have we harmed you in any way? In a creaky voice, she said, I piddled my pants. Weatherman's cloudy features made a remarkable impression of his jaw dropping. He glanced back at the camera sphere at a momentary loss of words. Ahem. I'm sorry to hear that, madam. That is most unfortunate. Moving on. He glided closer to his partner. Princess Crash. How much more do we need to unload? My robot's almost finished loading up Penelope, she said, indicating the floating transport in the middle of the bank. Even with his features comprised entirely of storm clouds, he gave her a withering look. You seriously could not come up with a better name for our transport? She stuck her tongue out at him. Hey, called a burly man in the center. Are you trying to pass yourselves off as some sort of modern day Robin Hoods? As someone sitting in the middle of your ring of armed robots, I can tell you, that's complete crap. The woman beside him hissed, Billy, what are you doing? Stop it right this instant. No, Jefferson motioned her to silence. I do believe Billy, is it, has more to say on this matter. Have we treated you unfairly? You mean apart from having death rays pointed at us? Erica chimed in. My robot's weapons are currently set to stun. Billy nodded to himself and then stood. So we can overpower your little toys without fear of being killed? The muzzle of a robot minion's cannon flashed, and Billy collapsed to the ground in a spasm. His wife screamed, Billy! And the people in the group cowered. Erica said pleasantly as her hand hovered over a gauntlet control. I didn't say it wouldn't hurt. Jefferson rounded on her. What do you think you're doing? She shrugged. He was annoying and making all of them antsy. Besides, what's the point of being a super bad guy if you have to stand there and take everyone's sass? Sass? Doing stuff like that will hardly endear us to the public. She shrugged again. Sometimes you have to lose a few fame points on principle. I'll go smooth it over. 
Why don't you help my bots get the money stowed? Jefferson shrugged. I've created a monster. Erica approached the ring of hostages and looked over at the woman huddled over Billy. Don't worry. I'll be okay in a few hours. I'll just wake up with an awful headache. The lady groaned. I warned him. Didn't you hear me warn him? I did. Is he always like this? Sure is. I always said it was just a matter of time. Well, hopefully he's learned his lesson. Erica tossed her a stack of rubber banded bills. For your trouble. Maybe you could get him something nice when he wakes up. No way. Mama is about to treat herself to a shopping spree. Erica smiled. And that'll work too. Weatherman called. We've almost loaded all the money. <coughs> a news van screeched around the corner, slamming its brakes. Two cameramen launched themselves out, pointing their cameras at them. Overhead, a helicopter beat into view. Looking up at them, he said, Get ready, princess. It looks like our public awaits. Well, I'm ready to entertain. Up there, Jefferson pointed. She panned her floating camera around to watch a metal figure streak through the sky towards them. She zoomed in on him. The man was adorned in full-plated medieval armor, complete with cape and tunic. He was grasping an unsheathed sword and shield. How is that remotely aerodynamic? She muttered to herself. She then called out to her partner. It looks like Sir Noble the Brave is inbound. Really? Jefferson said disdainfully. Do you know anything about him? Have you ever faced him? No, I've never had the pleasure. I just know him by reputation alone. He's a bit of a blowhard with an overinflated opinion of himself. I've heard he's a bit dull-witted and easily distracted, but I don't know for sure. He always flies into combat swinging that supposedly magical sword. Erica pulled up a file on him on her gauntlet's hollow screen. Her eyes flashed over it swiftly. According to my intel, He's actually quite affected with that sword of his. She grimaced. He's pretty violent too. His track record isn't as severe as Sleek's, but many of Sir Noble's opponents have a nasty habit of getting hacked up. That's not good, said Jefferson. What do you want to do? Erica smiled. Let's give him a warm reception. Jefferson glowered at her. Excuse me, are you going to continue to talk like a cast member of a bad 80s movie? Oh, please countered Erica. You're the one who monologues to our captive audience. Didn't you want to call yourself Prospero or something? He rounded on her. And what, pray tell, is the matter with that? Prospero happens to be the one of the most complex and interesting characters in Master Shakespeare's plays. I still don't see why I should have accepted such a pedestrian title as Weatherman to appease the adult masses' sense of familiarity says the one who named me Princess Crash. She retorted. Well, if the name fits. Sir Noble the Brave flipped through the air and landed before them with an impressive boom. He held up his shield and sword out in front of him defensively and declared, Halt! And face my wrath, you! Erica held up a wait-a-minute finger and looked at Jefferson. Do you have a problem with how I drive? Not at all. I'm just glad I can't be hurt in this forum when you earn your namesake again. Excuse me, said Sir Noble the Brave. They ignored him. Well, why don't you glide there yourself, little butterfly? And we'll see who gets there first. 
At least I'll get there in one piece. You're a cloud. You never get anywhere in one piece. Excuse me, shouted Sir Noble the Brave. They both looked at the superheroes startled. Sir Noble continued. Are we going to do this or what? Okay. Erica shrugged as she pressed a button on her gauntlet. Clang! An impact sphere shot out of Penelope's cockpit and hammered the hero's shield, hurling backwards into the far wall. She smiled at Weatherman. I can't believe that worked. He nodded. I told you he was easily distracted. Let's flatten our adversary like a tin can and we'll stop for ice cream. And that's a plan I could get behind. One tin can coming right. Huh. That's weird. She frowned as she stared at her holographic display. Several warning lights erupted from her impact sphere's readouts. What is it? Asked Jefferson. She looked up at the impact sphere as it halted its follow-up attack and hovered in place. Sir Noble launched himself forward, slashing his sword through the air. There was a metallic swing as the blade cleaved the sphere in half. I'm going to make you pay for that, roared Sir Noble. I should make you pay, Erica shouted. That cost me twice as much as my first car. Her fingers flew over her controls. All right, minions, light them up. All of her robots turned around and fired at the superhero with their wrist-mounted energy weapons. Bolts of destruction flashed around Sir Noble as he zoomed around the top of the room. Erica's eyebrows furrowed in concentration. Darn it! My sights are off! Sir Noble scoffed. You're just reaping the words of your shoddy workmanship. Shoddy workmanship? Erica's eyes bulged. How dare you! I spent hours on every minute detail of each of my robots. Don't I know it. What a man groaned. What a waste of time. Sir Noble landed, slashing his sword down. Chink! Sparks flew as the halves of one robot split from the head down and parted and fell in opposite directions. No! Sir Noble twisted around and hacked the second minion apart at the torso. Erica's hand tapped rapidly across her display. This shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be happening. What's going on? Jefferson demanded. He winced as their foe destroyed two more of her partner's creations. After watching her meticulously build the things over the last month, he found he had a strange attachment to them as they fell. She looked from her minions to her holograms readouts. He shouldn't be able to hurt them so easily. But the moment he attacks, their shields power down. I keep trying to get them to back away, but they won't respond. Three more of our bots went down. Allow me, said Weatherman. His cloudy body broiled as a massive lightning bolt ripped out of his center at the armor-clad hero. Sir Noble spun around and smacked the lightning bolt skyward, where he arced up and scorched the ceiling. What? Jefferson was stunned. It's called a magic sword, moron. Sir Noble jibed. Magic or not, you should be a lightning rod, Jefferson commented. Your name is a bit ironic as well. Alright, I'm through playing around. Let's see how he does with this, Erica hollered. You know, when you shout like that, I believe it tips them off, Jefferson commented. She spared Jefferson a glare before stabbing in a code on her gauntlet. Penelope's back hatch opened, and a huge automaton tumbled out and unfolded into a bulky humanoid robot. Bruno too thundered towards Sir Noble with his massive fist raised overhead. Sir Noble rolled to the side as the fist crashed into the floor. Okay, Sir Lamo, let's see how you handled this! 
Erica tried to make Bruno too backhand the knight, but the construct seized up. Erica gaped at her holographic readout. It stalled. What happened now? One of the men demanded. She shook her head. I, I don't know. I almost clobbered him with Bruno too. Then, it's unjammed now. The massive boss fist shot out lightning fast, but it missed the superhero completely. Sir Noah closed in the gap and chopped off Bruno 2's offending arm. No! She cried out. The superhero floated around and stabbed his blade directly in the center of the massive bot's torso. It's okay. It's okay. Erica reassured herself. He missed all Bruno 2's vital systems. Just one uppercut away and... Bruno 2 exploded. She got. How did that Cretan accomplish that? Asked Jefferson. It was his partner's only remark. Princess Crush? He prodded. I... I... Don't know. Sir Novo flourished his blade. Like I said, magic sword. He dived at them. Weatherman shoved Erica out of the way with a gust of wind. Get into your vehicle! He turned the full power of his elemental force onto their foe. Hurricane force winds expelled from his cloudy palm, blasting their foe. Sir Noble tumbled a moment before he rolled out of the wind's focal point. A ball of ice slammed into the hero's shield, knocking the armored hero back. Weatherman roared, It is war's prize to take all advantage. In other words, in other words, there's plenty more from where that came from. A flurry of hellstone shot out of his center, pelting Sir Noble, who had to duck behind his shield for cover. Meanwhile, Erica climbed into her cockpit and brought her vehicle's targeting screens up. Just keep them there for a moment longer, partner, she whispered as she sighted their adversary. Say cheese! She pulled the trigger. Sir Noble spun around and looked directly at her. Penelope's cannon convulsed as it belched out an energy salvo. The bolt exploded against the shield, knocking him backwards. Sir Noble crashed through the bank's window and slammed on top of an old vehicle parked next to the street. Weatherman flew forward. O war, thy son of hell, whom angry heavens do make their minister. Throw in the frozen bosoms of our part. Hot coals of vengeance! Let no soldier fly. He that is truly dedicated to war hath no self-love, nor he that loves himself hath not essentially but by circumstance the name of valor. He reached down with a tendril of cloud that became a tornado and hefted up one end of the vehicle that Sir Noble was sprawled on. The superhero leapt off the vehicle just before it crashed onto its roof. He flipped around in the air and landed with his sword and shield facing Weatherman. Lightning arced out of Weatherman at the armored hero. Sir Noble thrust his sword forward to take the brunt of the attack. His blade crackled and glowed as it absorbed the blast of electricity. Jefferson gaped. Erica screamed, Get out of there, weatherman! Oh, pshaw, this fool cannot hurt me. Is that what you think? Asked Sir Noble. Although she couldn't see it, Erica could hear the smile beneath his helmet. Weatherman flowed forward, and two tendrils broke away, forming bowling ball-sized chunks of hail. Sir Noble glided back, keeping his distance. Weatherman smirked. He, which hath no stomach to this fight, let him depart. His passport shall be made. Do you ever stop talking like that? Sir Noble demanded. Erica, who was pulling her vehicle out of the bank, murmured, 
You have no idea. Jefferson's elemental feature scout. I should think that someone who adorns themselves the way you do would appreciate a little culture from a more genteel time. Sir Noble paused. What? If a cloud could roll its eyes, Jefferson would have shown it a good example. My god, man. You like knights and medieval weaponry. I should think that you would have a similar appreciation for Shakespeare. Sir Noble scoffed. <laughs> knights are cool, man. Shakespeare is hard to understand and boring. Weatherman's form blackened with rage. That's it. Have at thee, you uncultured swine. Erica thought. He says my dialogue is bad. Before the elemental villain crossed the distance, Sir Noble stabbed his sword at him, and lightning burst out of the blade and arced into Weatherman. Ah! Weatherman! shouted Erica. Sir Noble dove at Weatherman, blade first. Gasping, Jefferson tried to batter him away with his massive hellstone. Sir Noble parried the blow away and swung his sword into the middle of the villain's cloud. What are you? Ah! Jefferson broke off into another agonized scream. All the electricity in Weatherman's form intensified and lashed through him in great ribbons of light. He jerked as his own lightning attacked him from the inside out. Both hailstones plummeted to the floor from his mysterious grip as Jefferson writhed. Erica aimed her main cannon at Sir Noble, but as she brought him into her crosshairs, Sir Noble glanced at her, and Penelope's controls showered sparks. Ow, 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 ow! She yanked her hands back from her controls. Her targeting screens winked out. No, this can't be happening. Why is my cannon down? She glanced at Sir Noble. This isn't right. She brought her gauntlet up and tapped her secondary controls. Her camera spheres panned around and switched to diagnostic mode. Her eyes bulged. No. Sir Noble pressed his attack on Weatherman. Despite his lack of lungs, the former actor gasped and screamed as lightning pulsed through him again and again. With each arc, bolts shot out of him, blasting holes in the nearby buildings and cars. What do you think of me now? <laughs> Sir Noble laughed. Get away from him! Erica fired her energy pistol at him. Energy bolt slammed into Sir Noble's side, knocking him away from her partner. Jefferson drifted over the ground, convulsing. Sir Noble flew back, ducking behind his shield. Erica tapped her controls, bringing her remaining bots forward, adding their firepower to hers. Sir Noble flew up higher to avoid their combined attacks. He shouted down, <laughs> You don't know when to quit, do you, princess? No wonder Sleek's so annoyed with you. She's going to be so disappointed that I iced you myself with my magic sword. Oh, please. You don't have a magic sword? Erica yelled back. I know your secret. You're a meta who can control electromagnetic energy. That's why my weapons aren't working properly against you. You use Weatherman's own lightning against him. You're even using your armor to help you fly. Sir Noble shrugged. Well, I guess there's no point in pretending then. He snapped his fingers and her remaining robots shattered. Now let me repay you for shooting me. He flew at her. Erica gunned Penelope's engines and lurched back in full retreat. She jerked the wheel around, shifting gears and spun her vehicle around, blasting forward. Hopefully her retreat would draw Sir Noble away long enough to give Jefferson time to recover and exit himself. She pulled back on her wheel and burst into the air. When all her controls sparked, and Penelope lost power to her engines. 
No, 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 no. Erica plunged forward and her ship crashed belly first onto the pavement. Erica's face smacked into the dash and fell back. She stared around dazed through the cracked lenses of her goggles, hot blood pouring down her aching nose. She probably would have been seriously injured had her ship's force field not taken the brunt of the crash before it winked out of existence. Penelope skidded into a building. Sir Noble glided smugly toward her. Erica shakily raised her pistol. Oh, please. Sir Noble casually waved his hand and an invisible force yanked the weapon out of her grip and onto the ground outside of her cockpit. Erica desperately stabbed a button on her gauntlet controls. His head tilted to the side. What did you... Oof! His armor clanged as he was slammed on the ground back first. Above him, her gravity sphere pulsed as it exponentially increased his gravitational hold on him. Erica sat up, her fingers on her holographic display dials. She summoned her stasis sphere as well. If she could reconfigure her gravity sphere energy output just right, maybe she could negate his magnetic energy control. All she needed was a little more time. Her stasis sphere was almost here, just a few more. Her gravity sphere crunched like an empty soda can. Sir Noble pushed himself off the ground and pointed at the oncoming stasis sphere and motioned down with his sword. The sphere pitched forward and crashed onto the street. You're really starting to piss me off, sweetheart. No one makes a fool out of me like that. Now give up and accept your loss. You don't have anything else to fight with. Erica trembled, but clenched onto her resolve. No. No? Sir Noble was surprised. You really don't know when to quit, do you? How can I beat this guy? Come on, Erica, think. Can't let this guy take us down on national TV for everyone to see. Oh, my family say. Family. She looked up with sudden inspiration. Dad! Sir Noble paused. What did you call me? What are you doing? Erica rummaged through her pockets. Sir Noble frowned. What do you have there? She pointed a small object at the superhero's helmeted face and said, A gift from my dad! She pressed down the nozzle and a jet stream of red mist sprayed directly in the open visor of Sir Noble's helmet. Sir Noble leapt back, screaming. His weapon clattered around him as he stumbled to the ground, clawing at his helmet. Can you get this contraption of yours up and running? Jefferson glided towards her. Relief flooded her. Wait a minute, you're okay. Wait, what are you holding? I am most certainly not okay, he growled. And this is a wooden cane. I took a leaf out of your book and gave the old woman in the bank $10,000 for it. What? Why? Never mind that. Your vehicle, can you get it working? I don't know. Maybe if I had a few minutes to reboot it. Princess Crash, you may consider that time purchased, he growled. What are you going to do? He held up the cane. Oh, from this time forth, my thoughts be bloody or be nothing worth. She looked at him wide-eyed. What? He snarled. I'm going to teach that overfed sow a sound lesson. He reached out with his cloudy hand, transformed into a free-floating rainwater. With it, he seized Sir Noble's head, encompassing the entirety of his helmet, 
in his torrential grip. The armored superhero writhed and sputtered in the former thespian's grip until he wriggled out seconds later, coughing. Sir Noble looked at him shocked. Are you <coughs> crazy? You could have <coughs> killed me. I wouldn't dream of letting the world exist without a pompous jackass such as yourself, Jefferson remarked. Sir Noble held out his hands and both his sword and shield returned to his grip from 20 feet away. I'm going to make you pay for that. You and your geeky little partner. I'll be sure to send her your regards. Weatherman compressed into his human form again. He raised his cane up before his face and swished it out of the way and bowed to Sir Noble. Then he stepped forward into a fencer's stance with the cane held out before him like a foil. Jefferson raised his other hand behind him with a flourish. On guard! Um, what are you doing? Asked Sir Noble. Weatherman! Erica cried. Are you crazy? Weatherman! Cried Erica. Are you crazy? Sir Noble said. I was just about to ask that myself. Jefferson stared at him calmly. I believe my presentation should be clear even to someone as dull-witted as yourself. I'm proposing a duel. You with that magic sword and shield versus me and this measly cane. Face me if you dare. Sir Noble chuckled. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this. He charged at Jefferson, swinging his sword wildly. The heel calmly stepped out of the way of the blow and wrapped the tip of his cane on Sir Noble's sword hand before he clanged it up on the side of his helmet. Ching clang! Oh! Sir Noble dropped his sword. Instead of pressing his advantage, Jefferson stepped back at a respectful distance and motioned for the superhero to retrieve his lost weapon. Sir Noble warily picked up his sword. Once his opponent had his weapon in hand, Jefferson eased himself down into his fencing stance again and nodded. On guard! Sir Noble launched himself at Jefferson, slashing wildly. The serene expression never left Jefferson's face as he calmly circled and parried every ragged attack. When Sir Noble overswung his mark a moment later, Jefferson closed in the distance and cracked the cane against Sir Noble's shin. As the hero stumbled, he whipped his cane up and smacked the back of Sir Noble's helmet, knocking it off the hero's head. Sir Noble looked up at the helmet, his eyes full of panic. The helmet froze midair and began gliding down to its master. Oh, I do not think so. Jefferson banged his cane against Sir Noble's thigh. Oh! Sir Noble jumped and the helmet dropped to the ground with a dull clang. The hero faced his opponent with blazing eyes. The hero faced his opponent with blazing eyes. A small smile appeared on Jefferson's face. I thought your abilities required a certain level of concentration. Sir Noble, who had a pinched, swollen face, looked at him with petulant rays. I'm going to cut you to pieces! He exploded forward in a flying charge. I hardly think so, Jefferson said. He casually met the hero head on. His cane became a blur as he struck the armored man in rapid succession across the arm, leg, and back. Sir Noble crashed to the ground in an uncontrolled stumble. Jefferson circled around him. I have seen your dreadful interviews. You have always comported yourself as some sort of master swordsman. As I suspected, it was more bravado than anything else. Your presentation was a ruse, a fiction, 
Sir Noble whirled around and grunted as the cane struck him in his side. Speaking of fiction, Jefferson continued, Master Shakespeare's character Hamlet was a great fictional character and a master swordsman. Did you know that? He wrapped Sir Noble's thigh. There's a dynamic scene where Hamlet delivers a beautiful soliloquy while in this intricate dance of the blade with his one-time friend, now rival, Laertes. Do you want to know something, my dear sir? Noble. The final word dredged with sarcasm. I have played Hamlet in over 17 different productions. The cane flashed in his hand as he struck Sir Noble again and again. He knocked the sword and shield away from his opponent. So one might say, I am a veritable badass. He stepped in and delivered a blinding punch to Sir Noble's chin. The superhero crumpled to the ground. Magic sword indeed. Erica rushed up to him. What a man, that was amazing. Where did you learn to fight like that? My original director was a boxing enthusiast. He insisted all his leading men train with him daily. In some cases, we literally had to fight for some roles. Let's just say some of my parts were well earned. Oh, good job. He looked around. Let's gather our things and go. He held up the cane. You know, I do believe I will keep this as a souvenir. That's nice. I think I will keep this, remarked Erica. She held up Sir Noble's sword. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell. <laughs>